Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. We got the Washington football team today, Grassy, and today we got a little triple threat action. We're like, listen, going up against the Washington football team, we need to bring in more than just one expert. And so we got two. We got Scrubber and BH from the What the Football YouTube channel. Gentlemen, I appreciate you joining. Thanks, Good Tom. to be here, man. Absolutely. I uh, I was talking to Brandon Perna, well-known friend of the show. And I was saying, Brandon. you know, like, looking for creators, you know, looking for fans. Because that's what we do. Every week we, we are interviewing fans or creators. And I found your channel, and it was just phenomenal. So, like, I love the energy that you guys had, the back and forth that you guys had. And it just is obvious that you love the team. And uh, I was like, we got to talk. We got to talk. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's dive in because the Washington football team, <laughs> there's a lot going on <laughs> with the team right now. Yep. And I kind of like before we even jump into like last season or even this season, I kind of just want to get like how you folks became fans because I've heard stories. I I've interviewed a few Washington football team fans at this point. And I've heard stories of like, you know, whether it was passed down from like parents or whether it was kind of just picked up because they were in the area or some yeah. people grew out of that fandom and found them later in life. So kind of like what what's the story yeah. about how you found the Washington football team? And that's where like this is this is my team. Yeah. Uh, well, for me personally, I live in Seattle, so I like the Hawks and I was just kind of. Uh, yeah, I was it was a little rough for a while there. And I was I was watching a, a show and they were talking about free agency. And so I thought, well, why can't I be a free agent fan? Why do I have to be locked to a team that is my city? I don't have to do that. I want to be a free agent fan. And so last year I saw, um, you know, their defense was really good. And I like a defensive team. I saw them stop Pittsburgh on the line for like six yep. plays that one game. I saw them against Dallas. I thought that was awesome. Then they, uh, you know, they hired Ron. I really like Ron. Then they yep. picked up Pittsburgh. It's magic, and that kind of sealed the deal for me. It seemed like they're on the way to try and uh, get away from some of that upper management stuff that they were doing by bringing in kind of quality people, and if they could keep themselves separated from the upper stuff, that they can live in their little bubble, yeah, and do something. So that's why I picked them. So, so Scrubber, it was like pretty recent then, like that you like kind of like jumped on board the Washington football team. It, it is. It is real recent. I Like I said, the Seahawks just weren't – they were moving away from what I first liked them for. Defense, yeah. So, right. And so Ron is a defensive coach, and I just kind of just went for that. I just went in the free agency and, and picked them. So. Well, listen, Scrubber, <laughs> we uh, here at PatCast absolutely despise the Seahawks with all our hearts because of the okay. NFL championship game. So I you understand. made the right decision, folks. Even though <laughs> I, there's like, I did it for the defense, and I'm looking at their stats right now. I'm like, okay, that's uh, – <laughs> Right. Yeah, the timing was the best. But. It was, yeah. Well, I, you know, anymore. I didn't move too much up currently in the defensive uh, statistics, but I hope that's going to change that's as the uh, season goes on. Trajectory check. BH, what do we got? Well, I'm in the same boat, man. Uh, you know, I was a longtime uh, Charger fan. Oh. Lived oh. in San Diego, and I've been kind of out on an island, you know, and I didn't really – I tried the transition – and I just couldn't feel it in my heart. I don't hate the Chargers. I still watch them. You know, still like that team. But um, so I went with Scrubber with this, and I really liked his philosophy, what he was talking about. And we're like, we're both brand new. Yeah, yeah. We we jumped on board, and uh, we've been loving it. And really, we went feet first into this uh, YouTube channel. 
<laughs> I mean, That's hard. It was it was for every, from the technological standpoint everything, but we've yeah. loved it. We hammered out a show every week, a couple shows some weeks, so we're really enjoying it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I mean, so it, it, it seems that there there's definitely I mean, the Chargers are complicated in themselves, too. Right. Like they're going to San Diego and then they're going to L.A. And there's like this kind of new like shine on them. So, like, it, I, I find it like that's fascinating. Just kind of you're like, you know what? Yeah. Like, let's let's pivot and let's start, start looking at other teams. And mm-hmm. you, it looks like you jumped in like pretty hardcore. You're like, listen, Washington football team, like full head of steam. Let's get it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I absolutely love that. And in talking about. <laughs> So you guys became fans when they w- became the Washington football team. Pretty, Pretty much. much around that time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause I was going to ask you how you felt about the name change, but at this point, like it, at, I think it's more of going forward, you know, is there, <laughs> yeah. do you, do you have like any attachment right now to just the Washington football team? Or is it like you want to see like a new name get put in there? That's maybe a little bit more flashy. I think uh, I personally, I like the name. It, it's a enigma kind of name. It's yeah. just uh, what are they? Are you a Washington football team's player? Uh, you know, it's the Dolphins. Everything's got an S on the end. So how do you call that? Am I, you know, so I just thought that was interesting. And it's generic. Who cares what the name is? Kind of personally, some of the other names that they're coming up with, I just don't care for. So sure. I like Washington football team. It's different. So. Yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm in the same boat. I have to admit, at first, it seemed very almost like a British soccer club, you know, the Washington <laughs> yes. football club. Yeah. Yeah. And now I've kind of grown to love it. But I think that's how it is, human nature. You get used to things. I've seen sure. some of the new names. I know they, uh, um, like, I don't know, the Commanders, perhaps. and uh, Yeah, or like Red Wolves. Like or Red Wolves yeah. names. And, you know, Red Wolves, I could probably live with. I, I think they came out with the presidents that was on the list, which that yeah, just blew like, me away. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, my theory on that is um, when they have the name and a bunch of people go just hate it, they go, well, it was that or the presidents. Yeah. There so, exactly. You know, and then everyone will go, okay, well in that case, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I guess fine. it's not too bad then. Yeah, yeah. So when they pick the eventual name, they're like, Oh, at least it wasn't the presidents. <laughs> yeah. Thank God it wasn't the presidents, but yeah, I could live with red wolves and I like the idea. They're, they're going to keep the burgundy and gold. Yeah. So that's great. So I can keep my hat. I'm good. Well, I think the the thing that makes it, it's one, it's unique. And I kind of feel like there's that old school feel to it as well, especially like when it's just like, you know, the numbers that are like on the helmet. There's like no logo. It's kind of just like simple and plain. It's not supposed to be flashy. It's supposed to be like hard nosed defensive football. Right. And then maybe that's, maybe that's kind of the issue because, you know, everyone wants to market something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we want the Red Wolves. We want the, what the commanders so it it i don't know i don't know how their sales are doing uh, as far as you know washington football team because you know you've got that built-in thing where everyone's going oh i'm not getting anything now yeah i'm waiting and exactly. uh, so anyway well, we'll see. Yeah. it'll be interesting i guess it's got to come up uh in the uh at the end of the season they may announce it yep. um you know so we know um yeah. let it ride we'll see we'll let, <laughs> let it, ride. it rock so have you, either of you actually been to the stadium um, and like seen a game there yet? Or is it kind of just like eventually? Eventually. Yeah, we haven't. Like I said, we're so new on it right now. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, that would be great. Now we lived uh, in the Maryland area. So back we in grew the day. up back in the day oh, with, with, you know, okay. it was kind of split, you know, you had that 
Redskin uh, Baltimore Colt fan base. And now, yeah. as a young boy, I was a Baltimore Colt fan. Okay. Um, that was my yeah. team before my dad was in the service, our dad, and we moved out to San Diego and that's how all that transpired. But yeah, we lived amongst the, the Redskin fans. I mean, there was that back and forth where, yeah. you know, the Colts were a great team. The Redskins weren't as, as the Colts descended after Super Bowl five, boom, the skins came up and they were yeah. dominant. So yeah, we're very familiar with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's kind of awesome because then there's like some home roots to it too. Right. So it's not like, is. you know, it's not like a complete random team. Cause you're like, you know, you grew up in that ambiance, yeah. like in that environment in mm -hmm. which you're just like, Hey, like I'm familiar with the rivalries. I'm familiar with the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that makes and I live in Seattle. So the likelihood of me getting to Washington anytime soon to see a game is <laughs> probably not going to happen. <laughs> so I can't even watch it on TV. You know, the NFL oh, won't you. even give it to me there either. So yeah, no, I, I, yeah. trust me. I hear you. I like, I have to watch, I live in New York, so I have to watch the giants game uh, as they, you know, get destroyed by whatever team they're playing. The pigs are playing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that uh, slobber knocker of a game. Yeah. Uh, instead, I got to like watch it through uh, other means yeah. Uh, yeah. just to watch a Packers game. So you, so you started last year, really like that's when the fandom really like kind of, uh, took off. So last year, the NFC East was um, yeah. a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they yeah. were, uh, the whole division <laughs> was not great. But mm -hmm. the thing that stood out, I mean, like you talk about knocking down the Steelers, right? Like undefeated at the time. Like you talk mm -hmm. about like that defense, which was like a top five defense last year. And yeah. it seemed that like it was just missing like the quarterback component. You know, you make it to the playoffs, you go up against Tom Brady, you lose to the eventual Super Bowl champions. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, there know? we all are. <laughs> we're in the same boat and so heading into this season i think the overall assumption was like wow this defense is going to be really really good again right yeah. and you talked about the guys that you acquired you got fitz magic you got you know yeah. terry who's a, a fantastic underrated wide terry, receiver terry. you know you, you have you have the run game so can mm -hmm. you kind of like shed some light on the defensive side of the ball because i think that's the most surprising thing because right now they're ranked last in terms of the points allowed this season which yeah. is a far cry from where they were last yeah. year and if their offense wasn't good like okay yeah. but it's their defense that has taken a decline any ideas yeah yeah i don't know uh we talk about it. a lot of new people came in they're working with some young people as well yeah. Uh, trying to get them to uh, adapt to the scheme, buy into the scheme, and possibly a couple of misplaced people. Uh, you know, people talk about Landon Collins. Now they're yeah. doing stuff about it, so they're pulling him up front. Some of that looked good. They brought in Corn uh, Elder. Uh, so I think um, changing up the scheme a little bit has been helping there. Um, they were just rushing four. Now, sometimes they'll bring in a fifth, you know, three down with two on the side, putting more pressure on. Uh, the more they could squeeze in the box like that, the better our DBs can do in the back. Yeah. And so that was starting to look better. Um, I just think it's a matter of time. We talk about process on our channel. We just yeah. process, 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 and hoping these guys buy in. They have the capability. They're certainly you know, good enough to do the things they do. It's just a matter of gelling and getting it together. And I see it going in that direction right okay. now. I really do. So, and in the beginning, like you said, the way I looked at the team was the defense as they were last year was going to keep the points down supposedly. Exactly. And then all Fitzmagic had to do is just run the offense and, and just make some points. You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? And so, and you can see how that kind of comes undone in the first first what second series in the first yeah. game and he's yeah. out already so um but you know you got to have next man up and that kind of thing sure. so 
Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been tough, you know, because if you go back, you know, we got our shows on our channel on the what the football channel, and you can see us talking about it. And, and it wasn't just us; you know, a lot of Washington football team channels were saying this offense is going to grow in time. We got a quarterback, yeah. but it doesn't matter because the D is going to stuff them down. Yeah. And then the whole thing kind of blew up, and it is a mystery about the D. Um, a lot of it, really, if you really look, it's it, we've seen it. It, it is in the back end, the DBs, mm-hmm. the coverage, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just not quite, um, and you know how the D line and the DBs have to work together. If, of course, if, you know, it, you gotta give, you know, if the DBs are holding guys, uh, you know, staying on top of guys that defensive line can get in there. Exactly. Um, so they've just got to sync it up. I, I like the idea of getting Landon Collins up on the line as an mm-hmm. off ball linebacker. I think that's where he's going to excel. He doesn't think so. I know he's a little, hurt you know it's like a moving a right tackle to a guard or a yeah. corner to safety then no one wants to do it um, <laughs> but he really is that's where he could excel um he's great rushing the quarterback um so having him up on the line if he would buy into it a little more i think he would excel and it's a it's a it's a plus plus because you yeah. get him on the line and you get him out from the back i think end, he is so. buying into it because they have brought him up a little bit and he has been making a difference slightly and so i think yep. we talked about it on our show is it allows the defense to gel a little better we talk about in bringing things in increments you can take two and three percent off here and there and squeeze it down you can in a elite nfl football you yeah. have to chop off little bits and so i think i see them squeezing it getting closer and closer now uh, the jury out is still out for me on del rio so i don't really understand he's kind of cryptic the way he talks on his interviews you know oh you know Devonte adams is a great player you know he's just saying generic things and stuff sure. and it's a little frustrating for me so yeah yeah it's just coach speak yeah, yeah exactly well i think in terms of you could look at it, and again, I don't, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but I have to imagine that with the time of possession, if the offense is not converting into points, that's just going to leave the defense out on the field longer. And just longer. by proxy, they're going to let up more points, right? Because yep. like, as the game goes on, they're going to get more and more tired. And you talked about not having Fitzmagic. Like, that's a big deal. Like, that's a big like, drop-off. You have an experienced vet like Fitzmagic who's in there. And like you said, you know, if the defense was playing how we thought they were going to, you put up 20 points, you're going to win most of those games, right? Yeah. Because the defense was just suffocating and constantly getting after the quarterback and what have you. So I think right now, you know, while there's obvious injuries, I think there's just that mismatch, right? There's kind of just that that balance. So I think it's a matter of, like, just trying to get to equilibrium a little bit. And then <laughs> yeah. once you do that, you'll start to find some success. Yes, I believe so. So, um it's yeah, true. I went through the same thing with the Seahawks too. They would get gassed at the end of the yeah. game. And we talk about this on our show is the key to taking on the Packers is to uh, have the offense sustain drives, work five and six and seven minutes off the yeah. clock. Of course, keep it out of your man's hand so he can't do his magic. And then um, on the other side of the ball, you know, uh, to sustain that drive. I think your guy Alexander is out and I think yep. King is a little banged up. And yep. so, you know, you Limited. can take advantage. I think, uh, who's your other boy, uh, Smith, your linebacker. Oh, I think Smith is out good. Yeah. He's yeah. didn't practice. Yep. So, Darnell Savage is limited. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's small, tiny things in there that, um, I think can be done to take advantage of. And with this team, that's what they're going to have to do. And yep. so with the defense, of course, you know, uh, they like that, uh, Packers like that open backfield, you know what I'm saying? So if you can squeeze yep. Rodgers a little bit, make him a little more uncomfortable, 
um, hopefully. And then, you know, keep an eye on Jones, keep an eye on Adams, you know, that's going to be tough work. So it is, it's kind of familiar. I mean, really, we talked about it as a game plan. It's very similar to the game plan that they should do against KC when you think about it, Yeah, you know, and, and and actually three quarters, they almost pulled it off and then, and then it all just kind of crashed and burned, but it's kind of the same thing. I mean, they have three stars that you have to watch on offense and kind of the same with you guys, you know, you got Jones, um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Those are the three guys you can't let kill you. Yeah. And, and, you know, you uh, let the other guys beat you. And you, and I kind of think we did that with KC Mm -hmm. and then it kind of fell apart. That whole first half, I was like, Oh damn! Yeah. Like they're gonna win. Like you guys are gonna win. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Patrick Mahomes looked awful. Like that yeah. one interception on like third yeah. and one. I was yeah, just yeah. like, oh boy. That's yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That looked. That looked, That was like amateur hour. But you know, that's the that's the thing with guys like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They they, they never have a totally bad game. They no. always, no matter how bad they look, and in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, they numbers. come alive, and then you're dead. Like you, you just have to like keep that foot on the gas, like the entire Mm -hmm. time. Like you can't let up. Yeah, Yeah. no, you're you're not wrong. And like kind of going into um, you know, this season, what it's looking like, the NFC East is not looking great once again, right? In which like the Giants are, (laughs) they're they're real, real bad. They're they're in rough, rough shape. Everybody getting injured there. Uh, The Eagles, they're a weird team to just try and figure out. The Cowboys, obviously, you know they're. They're jumping up and being front runners for the NFC East. Yeah. Kind of where do you think like you guys fit in terms of like where this season could take you? Do you think you could turn it around in time for this season? Or is this kind of just like another brick in like the rebuild? Um, personally, uh, that we've, we've talked about it in our show too. Dallas is good. They're on their bye week this week. Yeah. Sometimes when you go on a bye week early in the year like this, things like that have a way of undoing long things. Season. You know what I'm saying? It's a long season. So they got 11 more games after that to go, get to the end of the season. That's long. And so for uh, the Washington football team, as our schedule at the end of the year is all five of our division people. And we've already yep. beaten New York. And so there's an opening there. If we can just maintain through the, through the middle of the season and just keep it even close, if you can take on – you know, those guys at the end of the season and win out those last five games, there's a chance there that you can take the division. And that's the critical part of it, taking sure. the division. And I think it can be done. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be, you know, one thing is, is uh, uh, Dallas got crushed with the injury bug last year. Um, yeah. And they're so far, um, they're, they've been fine this year. And, and, and we've taken the Washington football teams taken yeah. quite a hit. Um, so, yeah, we got to hope not hoping for injuries, but you know, that, like you said, after that bye week, maybe some things change. We're going to be getting guys back. I mean, mm-hmm. we're really, I mean, we really need, we need Fitz magic back. Yep. Um, our offensive line, we got Cosme's out, Brandon Sheriff's out. Um, so, so we are going to get some guys back. Um, I, I kind of agree uh, with Scrubber about really, and, and it seems very tough to do to win the division because sure. relying on the wild card, even with the extra one, the, mm. the way the, the standings are going and the numbers are running, yeah. you, you got to take care of it on your own. No but guarantees. Yeah. No, not at In all. our division, you won't get into the, into the wild card. If there's a too big of a difference, there's too many sure. other divisions where everybody's real close and the second place will get in, but yeah. in our yeah. division, that'll be tough. Yeah. So. Well, I think, and, you know, got two games against the Cowboys. So, I mean, oh, it, you know, it could be a difference maker, right? I mean, like you talk yeah. about, it is a very long season. Um, I think what 
that is needed because you look at the teams who have like dominant defenses and they are few and far between in the NFL, not even just mm-hmm. in the NFC. And like, mm-hmm. if you, and I would even argue like this year, you look at the, the NFC, the Cardinals, like they have their ebbs and flows. Like some days they look really good. Sometimes not so much. The Rams look like they've taken a step back on defense. Their offense is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the bears have taken a step back, you know, the Buccaneers, they're letting up a ton of points. I know they're really injured, so they might be getting healthy at the right time, yeah. but you know, having a really good defense in the playoffs could be a difference maker, you know, and just teams are not used to like, is it such a passing league and a high scoring league? You know, if you're able to get back to that suffocating defense, I mean, yeah, then, then, then you got a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Uh, developing the run late in the season is a good thing too. Yep. We got our boy uh, Antonio Gibson. He's got the shin injury. We got a couple guys in the in the backup that uh, look good. We got uh, Jonathan Williams still on our practice squad, and Jarrett Patterson. He's a new guy. He's coming up, so establish that run. Um, yeah, it's, but it's that's, just a yeah. matter of development, getting it going. I'd sure. love to see Fitz Magic come back. He might pull things back together. Yeah. Uh, you know, Logan Thomas, or, you know, McLaurin is just covered up because there's no real other threat to that other side because yep. no Samuels, you know, uh, no Cam Sims and that kind of stuff. And we've been putting Carter on that side and it just isn't a threat to other teams. Sure. So once we get our guys and everybody suffers the injury, it seems a lot lately, um, defenses, I don't believe are, it's hard to be a defense in this current NFL. I mean, yeah. they just geared all towards a passing game and score, score, score. And it's just impossible to cover some of that. You touch a QB shoulder, it's roughing the passer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't touch anybody and all the fouls and all this stuff. And, you know, the zebras got to get their act together too. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, And you're right, though. I mean, that is the key. I mean, it's like would be the one saving grace for this team if it did get back to where it was last year before we jump into kind of like predictions for like the game on sunday um there there's a lot going on in the washington football team outside of what's going on on the field right yeah uh whether it is with emails that got john gruden fired and the investigation to the washington football team or whether it's you know what happened with sean taylor over the weekend and that Mm -hmm. controversy and just the way that it was handled Mm -hmm. for you as fans of the team is this something where you're just like you mentioned before, like being in your own little bubble, right? Yeah. And kind of just being like, let's just watch football, let's play football, mm-hmm. and let's watch how the team does. Is there kind of like any thought on like Dan Snyder and like the upper management and like the culture that's being created? Or as fans, is it more of just like, let's focus on the product and what's being played? And like, it sucks when that kind of stuff happens, but like, let's just tr- just try to watch some football. Yeah, yeah I think um, that's kind of how we came into it because we knew what had happened. Uh, yeah. With the ownership, and, and we kind of rallied around um, Coach Ron. Um, we feel he's yeah. a straight up guy, sure. um, and and you know he he's gonna like like Scrubber said, you know he from him on down, GM on down, new GM too. That, that let's just look at it from that side. And and unfortunately, when these things happen, I think there's an issue with the trainer. There was some controversy about a yeah, little yeah. bit about the scheduling of Sean Taylor's thing. So, yeah. but the problem is. It, is every little, you know, everything that you do wrong that's minor or that happens to other teams, other teams have problems with the trainers, with some coaches, sure, sure, sure. but because of the years of problems with the Snyder, the man, right away, people are like, hey, what the hell's going on over there? Yeah. And have you guys, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess as fans, you know, Scrubber, I can't totally speak for Scrubber, except that we talk about this quite a mm-hmm. bit, is that we're mm-hmm. looking that we think Coach Ron from 
him and the coaches on down. Uh, yeah. Except, you know, he really is wants the culture cleaned up and, and, yeah. and he kind of is a straight shooter. He's not going to put up with that kind of stuff. He's not going to put up yeah. with garbage. Um, he, you know, so he, and he does have a great resume and a great history. He's loved. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. we, I mean, he was a defensive coordinator in San Diego when I was a season ticket holder, man. And yeah. we love, we hated to see him go, but everyone knew it was time for him to go because he was that good and he was going to sure. be a great coach. And it did turn out, you know, we got Carolina to the Super Bowl. And uh, so, yeah, we kind of, I guess we kind of do shut that stuff out and try not to think about it. Yeah. Um, going forward, though, obviously, uh, we'd like to see it get cleaned up. Of course. See some changes, you know, so you can have a complete top to bottom. And it's hard to do in this league, let's be honest. I well, mean, the, the yeah, New England yeah. Patriots, I mean, we know what happened to their owner. Yeah. Uh, hello. Like, it's because I've talked to Washington fans before, and it seemed like, the ownership and the way that they're running the team is alienating fans because mm-hmm. you have this yeah. crap that comes up over and like, it just seems like, and because they are under a microscope, it gets blown up too. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you have like the Sean Taylor thing, you have um, the emails that are going, like the investigations, you have all these things that are happening and it, and it's tough. Like the stadium, like I know week one, I think it was like, there was open sewage that was like falling yeah. on fans. Yeah. Like, they're, like yeah. It's like, you look yeah. at that and you're like, you think that's great. Like bring the fandom in, and you think the Sean Taylor thing would be a great way to do that, you know, yeah. and it's embracing a fantastic player, and you know that was even done like not so great. Yeah. So it's just a matter of you—you like, you want the owner. It's—it's. It's, I think it's the right move to focus on the product that's on the field, and I do agree with you with Ron Rivera. It just—it has to be frustrating that you're just like, I want to be a fan. Stop making it so difficult yeah. to be a fan. <laughs> right. I uh, agree. As much as, it, uh, as much as it, it's hard on us being fans, I, I also see it as a squeeze on the players too because oh, they got to yeah. go out in front of. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just trying to play football, but yet they got to meet the media. They got to see the Twitter sphere. Yeah. They got to put up with all that, and that weighs heavy on them. So, um, for me personally. You know, a lot of stuff happened a long time ago. Another thing I'll say is you can dig into anybody's past and, you know, make them look like the worst human being in the world. You know what I'm saying? That's easy to do. The Twitter sphere jumps on things yeah, and amplifies it. <laughs> so, you know, the, the sewage thing was horrible. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, they tried to tone it down by saying, no, it was just where a bin that holds ice that just leaked that. You know what I mean? Trying to downplay it a little. <laughs> you know, and even that looks crappy. You know, yeah. the little, uh, you know, the Sean Taylor shirt thing where Jason Wright tried to tried to give an apology for it. And that just made it like 10 times worse. Compiles and compiles and compiles. But, you know, you got to get to a bottom there somewhere. And uh, so originally I thought that they weren't very uh, good about that whole investigation. We talked about it on our show. We don't, you know, just uh, pull Snyder out and then put his wife in, you know, come on. But but that speaks to the NFL. That yes, doesn't speak to him, so that's a NFL-wide thing. And, uh, you know, I try and just say that happened a while ago. Now, the with the trainer guy, that's a new one. You know what I mean? And even Ron yeah. knew who he was, but people like that operate under the radar. Sure. You're not going to know what they're doing, and that could be the guy sitting next to you or, you know, people that you know do those kinds of things. So, yeah, hopefully just move forward. I just don't want it to weigh on the guy so hard. It is my whole thing. And, sure. and I think that slows us down. 
because they're like they're representing the team right and like yeah. it, it's unfortunately the team like it has its dark spots like it has yeah. it, its spots where it's not great and yeah the players do have to get asked questions about it by the media and they do see all the things and and i mean how can it not be distracting right yeah. it's one thing to be like we're professionals we're getting paid for this like we're going to play football but if the media and they're not talking about the football you're playing, they're yeah. talking about all this, yeah. it's gotta get dip. Chase Young's like, hey, I got three sacks, and they're yeah. just like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that's uh, it's it's gotta be uh, a distraction to say the least. So, uh, like yeah. Ron says, we gotta start winning, bring the yeah. fans back. You just gotta start winning. That's what the fans want. That's it. You know, they're outcome oriented so you got to just give them that they don't want to hear process anymore they yeah. want to see games won so well and i think at the same time like you know dan snyder i'm not a fan of dan snyder like i don't no, think dan is? Snyder is, uh, <laughs> is, is a great individual and i think but to your point though i think that's a great point of like it's also an nfl problem like because if dan snyder is able to operate without accountability right. the dan snyder is going to continue to operate without accountability yeah. right so at the same time you know it, it's a it's a Hey, like, yeah, this is a problem, but it's also like look at the league and see like what they're allowing mm. and what they're condoning. So, mm. you know, it it comes back to trying to bring the fan base back into it, limit the distractions, limit all the egregious things off the field, and it's like, hey, let's put a winning football team together. Because last year, like, I there were more Washington football team fans because it started off as a joke because they're like, oh, they're the Washington football team, but mm. then their defense was really good and like they actually started winning games and yeah. you know, it's That's just what pulled uh, me in. Yeah, yep. and, and, they, and now we have the What the Football YouTube channel. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so taking a look at this Sunday, um, heading to Lambeau Field, taking on the Packers. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, you have guys like Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been playing real well these past five games. Um, and on top of that, you got our guys like Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. We are yeah. a banged-up football team. I don't know if our left tackle, Dave Bakhtiari, he's practicing finally off the PVP list, but let's see if he actually plays uh, this week. What are you kind of looking for? Uh, you mentioned before, like, controlling the clock, you know, long, sustained drives. Uh, what are the Washington football team, what do they have to do in order to win this game against the Packers? Well, well it, I, it, go, go ahead, ahead Scrub. You sure? Go okay, ahead. yeah, I was just saying, we kind of talked about it earlier. We're going to kind of do the same game plan with KC. It's kind of a very similar kind of thing. Um, it was disappointing with KC. They do have a bad ranked defense, and, and oh, yeah. not to put up a lot of points – I think was a little, we had an opportunity there, and, and, and Green Bay um, is not a bad defense, but they're just hurting at key positions, Correct. so we got to take advantage of that, but the key is sustaining drives um, and, and, and kind of doing like we did with KC is controlling as best you can the top players on the team, which the Washington football team did. And yeah. the, and just we got to do it for four quarters this time uh, to have a chance because it's, it's an uphill. It's going to be a battle, and uh, it's at Lambeau. It's going to be yeah. tough. Very tough for them to win, uh, but that's the only way I see it happening. Yeah, is you know creating those turnovers with Auntie and having those long sustained drives and keeping it away from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, I believe so too. You know, you talked about that Dylan guy. I mean, he's just a hoss, man. He's good, and then oh, yeah. Aaron Jones. I mean, that's a double threat. Yep. So we kind of we have struggled with uh, you know Alvin Kamara and uh, Cordero Patterson in that other game just torched us. So uh, yeah. we we're having trouble watching that so you know we got cole holcomb uh, he's he's a stud so he should be able to watch people coming out of the backfield uh we got uh, uh saint just and we got uh, uh william jackson the third over there maybe take over some of that duty on on your guy adams but you still have uh cobb and you got uh brown right got some good players you got yeah, some good players over there so it's not just uh, we got a 
cover yeah. a lot of other people too. So, uh, and on, and on our offense, like, uh, uh, oh, and create the turnovers on the defense. That's just number sure. one. So, and then on the other side of the ball, once we get those turnovers, I don't know if we made hay with the turnovers that we got last week as, as well as we should have. Sure. So, um, but I think with your boy uh, King, maybe a little bit, you know, banged up and then your other corner, maybe take advantage of some of that. I think we pulled up uh, Golden uh, Antonio Golden Gandy. He's a wide receiver. I remember him from the uh, preseason. I think yep. he maybe he'll be able to get over on that. What is that, the Y side? Or the yeah, side. he'll be on the other side to so, help out. Uh, I think he should be able to at least um, get some respect on that side more than sure. we were getting on that side and, and give uh, – but McLaurin, some more breathing room. So try and break that up a little bit. I think uh, Seals Jones is coming along, our tight end. So he's looking a little better. Maybe he can be a little more threatening. I'd like to see him block a little better too. Uh, so that's about it. Get sustained yep. drives, get the turnovers, make Aaron uncomfortable if you can. Yep. Get Chase in his face and all that kind of stuff. So, so get No, say, what do you see? So, like, because I, what I was looking at is, you know, obviously the stats, I, this looks like this could be a big game for Devontae Adams, right? And that Devontae mm -hmm. Adams is always the number one guy. Like, he, regardless, and everyone knows it, too, because, mm -hmm. like, MVS, he's out. Um, you know, he's on short-term IR. Uh, you have Alan Lazard there. You have Randall Cobb there, of course. You know, EQ, Equinemi St. Brown, he's been called up from the practice squad a couple of times. Um, you know, there's definitely threats, but I think it's a matter of, you know, Rodgers is playing really darn good football. And I, I mentioned this on the show today with Perna. And Aaron Rodgers is not in the MVP conversation this year because of, like, what happened with the Saints game. But, like, the last five games, he's thrown over 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, only one interception. So, yeah. like, he's playing good football. On fire. And it's, like, it's, you know, careful football. It's not, mm -hmm. like, amazing numbers or anything like that, but mm -hmm. it, it's good football. So, I think as long as it's remaining clean, the big thing is going to be, like, are we going to be able to run the ball? Um, you know, you mentioned Kamara. You mentioned Patterson and having some issues with that. You know, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have really become kind of like a dual threat. A.J. Dillon's starting to see more carries over these past couple of weeks. And that, that would be a nice, like, thunder-lightning uh, combination. So yep. I think if they're able to sustain that and, like, able to take advantage of the run defense, then, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, because that, that gets that play action going, and then Rodgers is just deadly. Yeah, he just, he just does he just does what Aaron Rodgers does. It's amazing. Yeah. I got yeah. I got a little curveball question for you. Let's hear it. A little curveball. Um, so you guys obviously getting Chase Young that was real big. Um, kind of that defense being built up. I know there's free agents that are in there as well. So if it comes down to you know next year in the draft, let's just say it's a top ten, top fifteen pick, you know whatever it winds up being. Where do you want to target? Do you go after a potential franchise QB if you're low enough? Like, are you at that point yet without seeing Fitzmagic? Because, you know, even if he plays really well, he's a Band-Aid. You know, he's a temporary mm -hmm. fix for, like, the moment yeah. you could draft a guy to sit underneath him. Mm -hmm. You know, do you go offense and kind of, like, build that up and try to be a little bit more of an offensive force? Or do you continue to build on that defense even more? Because you've gotten defense for a while, like Montez Sweat, right? You obviously got Chase Young. You know, you've, built, you've, bring, you've brought these guys in. So, like, where do you see them targeting, like, what side of the ball for the draft? I'm, I would say target the QB. We know that uh, uh, Fitzmagic was just in here to be, like, a veteran leader, bring him in because it's a young team, plus lots of new people. So he's a person you can rally around. And so I think the defense is pretty square. I would yeah. go for somebody who could uh, – you know, I don't know if Heineke's our guy. 
I don't think he's a long-term yeah. guy. I don't yeah. think Kyle Allen is either. I'll, I'll, you yeah. know, so I, I, I would say, but then what do you do? Do you bring in a rookie QB and then what? Have Fitzmagic do it again? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say there. Maybe what you do is just bring in a, you know, I know Russ Wilson is probably looking to leave somewhere and, you know, who knows what, you know. Aaron Rodgers once. I, I, I knew you were going to say it. That was a setup. That was a setup. Oh, man. But, yeah, well, I'd like cool. to see the I'm, offensive side yeah. of the ball worked on a yeah. little bit. I I'm a scrubber. I'm a scrubber. <laughs> I just think they really do have to look at the QB position. I don't know how deep it is. It's been so deep the last few years. I'm wondering if yeah. this year it's not going to be quite as deep. And if you play well and now you're looking at pick 15 and 16 – you yeah, know, then you then you got to give up a lot to go get your guy. Sure. Um, and then I, for this team, I mean, I hope people hate you to say this, but if you're not going to get that guy, just get the best player available. I, I really think that across the board, if they invested in some young DBs. Uh, you know, got Cam Curl at safety, St. Juice. They've invested there. I think the offensive line looks really solid. Mm -hmm. Our backups are even playing good, so not necessarily have to go there. So I just don't. I, yeah. That's what I think. But boy, if they could get a, a really good quarterback. That would be the way to go. And then, like you said, let them learn under um, Fitz Magic. Yeah. You know, give them time. You just have to do it that way. Um, and uh, so that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a plan. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking for a QB uh, this offseason. Yeah. Speaking of like, like the Broncos and things like that. Hey, yeah. Who yeah. knows? You know, maybe before the trade deadline, we trade for Jordan Love. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a subsection of Packers fans who would absolutely love that. <laughs> like Aaron stays forever. Forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, lifetime contract. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You're emperor of Rome until you die. <laughs> well, it. that would make everybody happy, right? Redskin yeah. fans got a little future to build on. And, there you go. And, yeah. And the Folks, it's been uh, – guys, I really appreciate you taking the time today uh, to come and Thank talk you. about a little, little Washington football team, little Packers. Um, where can they find you, folks? Uh, where can they find the, all the stuff that you do? Uh, and uh, what can they look forward to uh, kind of video-wise, which you put out on a weekly basis? Okay. Well, we are uh, What the Football. That's our YouTube channel. He'll put the link in down below. We usually put one regular show out a week, usually on a Wednesday, where we kind of recap the other show, uh, recap the game, and then do a prediction for the upcoming game. So once a week around Wednesday, we put out a show, look for that. And then um, we do a live reaction show uh, on Sundays uh, for the games. Uh, mostly it's me, sometimes BH is in there too. So come and join me for that. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I like to yell at the TV and, you know, just <laughs> have fantastic. fun. We have a few people come on that in the chat room. It's funny. So that's all new to us, dude. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Gents, a pleasure. Appreciate yeah. your time. And, uh, folks, make sure you check out What the Football. The link will be in the description. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, Go Pack Go.